0: Shut up, and sit down.
1: Our brain is not wired to pay attention to more than one complex task at a time. What we're actually doing when we think we're multitasking is quickly shifting our focus from one activity to another. So while our mind is engaged in applying makeup, arguing with backseat drivers, fumbling for a water bottle, or a conversation, it's blind to the road. In fact, drivers are four times more likely to crash while talking on the phone, and 23 times more likely while texting. Guess what we're gonna do today? We're gonna
0: get a new bicycle! Yeah! Let's go! I can ride my bike with no handlebars, no handlebars. And now, your other
1: average Dial podcast hosts, Matt Legrand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von During. Can someone get me some coffee now? I need some caffeine. Pronto. Thank you.
2: Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Von During, and I am here with Matt Legrand. What is up, ladies and gentlemen of
3: the internet? How are you guys this lovely afternoon?
1: Good, good, good. <laughs> Lance Hepler. Take a chance with Lance Romance. <laughs> It keeps getting better. And I don't know. know the no, in the no, bank. I think it's getting worse. Is <laughs> what, what's happening? Could be. Could be. Could be.
2: And we've got another special guest with us today. A repeat, Mr. Justin Wagner. Welcome back, Justin. Yeah.
4: Thank you, guys. Happy to be here.
2: Awesome. All right, we have another great podcast for you. Let's kick off our backpedal and let's um, let's see here, Matt. Why don't you go sure. ahead and start us off today? Because yeah. we're going to start like with like you because you don't have yeah too much but (laughs) no
3: before the show i was like I weekly backpedal i literally can't even remember like what i've done this week i mean i've swam a fair amount i've gone out for a couple bike rides but nothing like unbelievable nothing (laughs) nothing that i can report on so i can be quick i can i can i I
1: give my time to lance
3: (laughs) because i know i I wrote down like 10
1: things i want to talk about it's not it's a problem yeah. It's a bit of a problem. Please, let's hear about you a little bit, Matt, um,
3: Okay. Uh, my wife was out of town, so I had three kids this weekend, well, since Thursday, and then I also had a new puppy. So it put <laughs> oh. a bit of a damper in the training. Um, yeah. So we, p- we picked up a new puppy on Saturday. And uh, the only thing I've been able to do was like, get on the trainer. Uh, we also had a whole bunch of people come into town as well. One of which is one of my buddies that, like, you know, I've been biking with for years. So we actually set up the trainers and the TV room and just actually got like a couple little trainer rides in, which was pretty cool. But not a lot of like really cool epic rides that Lance will tell us all about, you I'm know, sure. So. I
1: think I think your brother actually uh, commented on one of my rides on Strava. My brother. Your brother wow that's weird this week yeah that's
3: so cool yeah
1: it was like my little connection yeah so there was like some legrand there something was like a legrand yeah and i think what did he, he say said, i wonder what he said i, I we'll can't remember which or ride, a, ride it was I'll well one, which epic <laughs> ride was it
3: yeah so um he if it's my older brother uh, is it david yeah yes david. it was david so that's cool because yeah. um because we've talked about him on the podcast before we we're talking yeah. about like taking the reflectors off your bikes and stuff like right. that and uh and, um, yeah, so he's gotten into biking and stuff like that, and I'm sure he'll come out and visit, and we'll totally take him for a ride. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's so many cool things to, to show. He's from, like, Birmingham, Alabama, and there's some good biking and stuff there, but, like, it's nothing like
2: biking here. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Justin, tell us what's up, man. How you been? I have been great.
4: Uh, actually, this week, you won't be happy to hear this, Jake, but I have returned to Earl. No, that Earl. you're like. What is Earl? Well, that's how you pronounce the acronym for in real life, meaning I'm biking outside again. Yeah, oh
2: no yeah, oh, yeah. boy, I she am is. relishing the day that that is uh, something that I can <laughs> say as well. So, how was that?
4: Very, um, coupled with a new bike, um, just it was everything I'd hoped and dreamed for for the last few months. So,
2: dare I say, uh, to quote Lance Hepler, it was glorious. It was. Glorious. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I channeled my inner Lance, and I've t- taken some bike photos while out on my ride. Excellent! So. Oh, nice. <laughs>
2: Seriously, that's awesome. Yeah, you'll have to send some of those over to me so we can put them up on the uh, the podcast site. And people like yeah, seeing yeah. that kind
4: the, of stuff. Those, uh, so I, I sent you earlier the one uh, um, just I took today over with the overlooking um, like so there's a lake in the background, some nice hills. Yeah. Feel free to share that one out. Will do. So, so it was nice. I actually built the bike completely myself, and it has yet to fall apart. So <laughs> my first um, first bike build ever. So
3: yeah. um,
4: I definitely um, bugged Jake on several items. So um, like, um, now, where does this thing go?
3: Uh, <laughs> Those are the pedals. Yeah. Uh, I was happy to help. <laughs> happy to help you, my friend. The wheels so. go on either side. Justin, I think I hear some of your kiddos. How yeah, many? yeah. Hey,
0: hey, guys. That's... Um, <laughs>
4: You're it's gonna be perfect. recorded, so you you're don't like in. To keep it down or head upstairs, okay?
3: They are in the podcast. <laughs> they
4: are. They're playing behind the couch behind me. and what, they're loving it? And so,
3: so you have, um, how many kids do you have?
4: I have four kids: four kids. Uh, eight, six, four, and two. Okay. And we are pregnant with a fifth one oh, due yeah. mid September. Wow.
3: So my kids so. are similar ages. Just you know, I only have three. You know, just. But but my oldest is eight as well. So okay. So when nice. you're in, when you're in town, it's party on. Okay. Sounds good. Yes. Yep. Hey, Justin, we'll give, some, give yeah. us an
2: update on your shoulder, man. You've returned to riding outside. That is awesome. But how's it doing?
4: You know, uh, it's still um, like riding. I don't feel any pain at all. Definitely when I go do physical therapy, there's like, I can feel stiffness if I'm moving it in ways that aren't normal. I'm still doing strengthening exercises. So I just say, you know, in general, it feels a bit more stiff. I, I, I hope it's not that way the rest of my life, but yeah. I don't know whether or not that's going to be true.
2: But and just uh, remind the folks one more time exactly what yeah. it was that was repaired.
4: Yeah, so I, um, when I crashed back on the 5th of May, I dislocated to the front side, so my humerus dislocated to the front, and it basically broke off part of my scapula. Oh. And so they had to basically bolt that scapula, basically the socket on the scapula, put that back in and That So that's called a... I think they called it a, a bank art fracture or a bank art leisure. So they had Roofed. to repair that. And so that's the technical term they use for that specific kind of break. Um, so, yeah. And that was, um, that was. so I haven't ridden outside since the 5th of May. So what's that? Wow. Is that like three months?
2: That's, uh, that's a long time. Yeah, a good chunk of time time. Um, was there any uh, soft tissue damage, anything to the labrum or the rotator cuff or biceps or anything like that? No,
4: no. I did have a, I did have a, elbow fracture my radial head did fracture as well and so we had to wait four weeks for that fracture to heal before they could even do the surgery on the shoulder so that's why it kind of pushed it out uh, an extra month so ouch (laughs) yeah i definitely didn't like when i got that phone call i was like oh yeah
2: no now you guys just had a big event that you finished putting on and we talked about that last time you're on there tell us about it. how'd the liberty road race go down Absolutely.
4: Yeah. I, I feel like it was a great success. Um, you know, I, numbers wise of racers, I had uh, way more than I was expecting, which oh, is a good. good thing. Oh nice. Now I uh you know, what was my expectation based off of? Um uh well I could say a conservative uh financial planning and uh just like a complete stab in the dark. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um so you know there's that but it was it was great so i'd say overall we had close to 150 racers so that's you know uh seattle and, and portland sure see way more racers uh than that but for being on this side of the state um we had quite a few people from seattle come over because it was the state championship race so i was pretty happy with the with the turnout good job and uh you know uh we only had uh one minor accident um, okay. in one of the women's fields. Um, so, no major injuries to anyone. I think there was some handlebars and some bike damage that came of it, but nobody getting carted off of it in ambulances, thank heavens.
0: That's good to hear. Um,
4: so, one of the interesting parts of that is so, the I logistically to get enough drivers for my caravans, I decided to split the race into two halves of the day. So, I did like the beginning categories in the morning. And then I did the more advanced categories in the afternoon with a little bit of break in between. So I could basically get all of my teammates who would race in the morning to volunteer as drivers in the afternoon. That also meant that the Pro 1-2 and Cat 3 races were in 90 to 95 degree heats and they were 90 miles long. And Ouch. there was no tree cover. <laughs> it was out it was in our the day. So it became pretty obvious that we needed to do something about neutral water because um, a lot of people coming from Seattle, not able to bring up bring family or friends to hand them water. So long story short, I begged and pleaded for as many volunteers as possible in the feed zone, and I bought like eleven hundred bottles of water from Winco. <laughs> oh my I gosh! brought it down. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, so yeah, I was like, if you know, if anybody has any. Issues with dehydration, you cannot point the finger at me. I mean, just look at those <laughs> bottles of water. <laughs> the matter of getting the water to the right places, but I think it turned out well. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll, I don't know if that kind of heat's always uh, typical for that week in July. Obviously, it's the dead heat of summer, but uh, definitely some feedback like maybe let's do it earlier in the year or maybe yeah. let's do all the races <laughs> in the morning. But so yeah. something to, Something to consider. Food for thought so. for the
2: future, for sure. Exactly. Good. So, yeah, anything else going on this past week for you? Well, let's
4: see. I, uh, let's see. About four weeks ago, I found out that my office in Spokane was going to be closing and that my termination would be. <sighs> My, my termination would be employed. Uh, I said that backwards. Uh, my employment would be terminated. Wow. Can't think straight. So, so as of today's my first day being unemployed, but I've been on the job search for a while. And uh, I did like a little tour, did job hunting, interviewing, and I flew to Salt Lake for a couple days. And I flew out to Rapid City, Iowa, then flew back to Spokane. And uh, all that's hopefully going to be materializing in three job offers in salt lake city so wow um the there's no writing on paperwork but there's writing on the wall that we will be relocating to salt lake for employment so that's kind of big news yeah. so how are you liking the uh, the writing there um i mean obviously salt lake's got amazing there's some there's and, great writing in salt yeah lake. yeah yeah, it's fantastic
2: there. There's, I've, no, I've, there's I've no hills. It's all flat, right?
4: It's all yeah. flat. all Yeah, just all flat between about five thousand feet and nine
3: thousand feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just flat.
2: <laughs> five, five and twelve. Yeah. yeah, we've got a few guys on our team that used to live in Salt Lake, and yeah. they've always um, talked about how how good the riding was there. So that's going to be awesome for you, my friend. You're going to go down there and uh roll the roost. So
0: that's, that's good to hear.
4: So yeah, that's uh oh, nice. let's see. Um um yeah that
0: uh, that's yeah, about
4: that about uh wraps up the week i mean that's uh it was crazy it's hectic and it's still going on uh working on getting our house on the market and all that good stuff but crazy crazy yeah
2: well wish you all the best with that man i uh, really do hope that all pans out for you and everything happens for a reason right yeah exactly good yep stuff. Good. Hey, Lance. Yes. You're sitting over here. You're wearing your Champions medal from <laughs> yeah. Short Track. You got your team long sleeve shirt yeah. on, looking
1: very and, uh, and dapper and a, svelte. I <laughs> I thought you're supposed to wear your metal. your medals all week, right? Yeah. Is that week. What? I think it's month. Are you yeah. not supposed to take your medal off no, if you
3: wear a sh- medal? Even if you shower and stuff like that, you have to shower with it on.
4: You Yeah, all medals all the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
4: when I graduated from high school, you know all the medals you get from like high school track? I totally walked across the stage with like 30 medals around my neck. Because I was like, getting, <laughs> That's I think like, so a to storing yeah. one just wore them all like, yeah, baby. All my participation
2: medals from track. There will be a picture of this after the podcast, <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> and,
3: and, and Lance showed up coming through the door with a trophy in hand, which is
2: a n- very nice trophy. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about what that trophy it is and it. why it's so funny looking.
1: <laughs> Did we post a picture last time? To not yet. This okay. is from the the short track race short track this okay, past gotcha. week. So,
2: Lance, how was your week, bud?
1: Uh, it was it was perfect. It was a glorious. Oh, it was glorious. It was glorious. I, you know, I I I will say. I went, you know, it was the final short track race of the year, and after having a week to kind of think about it, I'm going to say that so far, this is like the pinnacle of my cycling career. it, has, it was pretty awesome. This <laughs> been it, it was a it was a magical night for me. It was the race was so much fun. having the whole team there was so much fun. Uh, it was great weather it was a great atmosphere. the short track series was just it, it literally was one of the best nights of the summer for me <clears throat> it so was. I I have very little to complain about. It was a lot of fun.
2: <laughs> that was, I, I mean, I was just there as a spectator and they're taking pictures and, and cheering you guys on, and I had a blast. I, I really I, I didn't think I could have that much at a fun at a race without racing a bicycle, but it was really was a lot of fun watching you guys, especially your heat, too, with all of you guys just motoring and like pacelining at the front, like just ruling that race. And then Lance came away with another victory. Yeah, nice. that was that He was is fun. looking awfully strong on the bike right now. I love seeing that.
1: I just, you know, it was, it was one of those nights where I had to place better than 12th to win the whole race series. And I don't know. I just, I, I got around everybody and ended up pulling away from them. And I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good right now. <laughs> Absolutely. So I was using um, it. So it was fun to, to win the short track race and then, um, and then win the series, uh, the eight race series, which was great. And, and, Next year will be different because I'll be in a Um, tougher category and I'll be against stiffer competition and you never know what your fitness is going to be like. And so um, I was it was and my daughter was there to watch me, which is also motivating for me. So that was just a lot of fun. And then we had the uh, the the team relay event and the, the. Why don't you tell everybody exactly what the team relay is for starters and why they have it, too. So once all the race heats finish, they need about an hour to compile the series results to do the series podiums. And so during that hour, they do a, they do a team relay event where um, you have, I think it's nine people on a team. Ten. I think, is it 10 people? It's 10, yeah. All right. So there's 10 people on a team. Every person does a, a one lap of the motocross track. So it's only like two or three minutes. Mm-hmm. That, so it's kind of a short little fast lap. And there's a Le Mans start. There were 26 teams that fielded 10-person teams. Wow. So there was That's 260. A lot of traffic. Yeah. Wow. So there's always a lot of traffic. There's always a couple of fast teams. Nobody really takes it seriously. It's all for fun. Right. There's no points for it. It's just... Bragging rights, yeah. And it's, fun and bragging rights if you're fast, it's yeah. It's just to have a good time yeah. out there. And... Um, we, our team dialed cycling fielded two teams. Um, we kind of had a stacked team, and we had another team. Not right. that they were slow. It right. was just no. another team. Because the the 10-person the teams, you have to field at least three juniors or three women. Or a combination thereof. Or yeah. a combination, yeah. Some, so you can't just stack all your fastest guys on there. But, um, yeah, so... <laughs> The, the race goes off. We had a bunch of really fast guys on our team. And after a lap or two, it turned out that us and Breadwinner Cycles were mm-hmm. kind of pulling away from everybody else. And Breadwinner Cycles has, they had six elite racers on their team. So they had fast guys yeah. on their team. But they had four juniors and six elite racers. And they had all their elite racers go first. Okay. And so so there was some time to So we were we both of us kind of pulled away and we were battling with uh with Breadwinner and um we ended up uh I don't think we ever fell really that far behind no. him
2: ever. I mean, we were always right there with him and then I think it was after the second or third r- rider. I was <laughs> I was the guy standing there like like counting off time like at, at like Yes, that's at, right. at <laughs> benchmark <laughs> spots and like Mike, we've got 10 seconds. We've got 15 seconds. And then like there was a lap that went out. I'm like, holy cow, we've got like a minute. And just it kept growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And then I think when Lance went out, was it you or somebody else that went out against one of their juniors, Like put like two minutes into them? Yeah. So we yeah. ended up, when it was all said and done, lapping them. We, we lapped them. Second place, yeah. We lapped everybody pretty, in the whole field. Awesome. <laughs> it's crazy. So,
1: the, the funnest part was um, Breadwinner Cycles has a guy named Josh Kelly on their team who is one of the best cyclocross racers in the state yeah uh he is really fast and he just happened to be going against one of our juniors yep jacob hamness yep. how old is jacob Thir- 14 13 I think. yeah 13 14 so we're looking across the way and i see that josh kelly's about to go and i'm standing there with jacob and i and i'm like oh Jacob's about to race against Josh Kelly. And I'm like, Jacob, I I probably did not help the situation. (laughs) I'm like, Jacob, do you see the guy you're racing over there? That's Josh Kelly. He's one of the fastest guys in the state. You've got about a 30-second lead you've got you got to try to keep it as much as possible. Yeah. He's like, "Okay, I'll try really hard." Yeah. <laughs> and and he went out there. He didn't get past till the very end. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think he actually had closer to like a minute lead and Josh ended up like coming in maybe 10 seconds right behind behind him. So he put him. some time at him, but he did awesome holding his own out there. He ra- rode clean, rode strong and he yes. uh, he did exactly what he had to do was keep us in the lead. It was, it was awesome. So so cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it was just it was just a big party, you know. It was all this fun and and our, our team won and and they gave us a they gave us a, a, a trophy that it's it's a little homemade trophy but it sits on a um on a single speed gear that yeah. actually rotates. Yeah, it's got like a free body hub on it. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of <laughs> fun. It looks
2: like an old uh, basketball It's the old player. basketball player. Somebody put some pants on him, and he's got a, a rubber chicken rubber. on him. And so every year, somebody adds to the trophy. Yeah, yeah, to it? the trophy, oh, yeah. yeah. So you're thinking about that, or
3: what? Yeah,
1: because we have to give the trophy back for, for next year. So we get to keep the trophy for a year. OK. So. OK. Yeah, we'll, we'll post that up as Gosh, well. Gosh, I wish we could get a little bicycle
2: underneath him somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've got a ton of parts we'll have to dig through there and <laughs> find some, and some other things to, to add to it. it
1: and add a funny thing to it as well. So it was really cool to have a team trophy and a team plaque and, uh, and I don't know, Short Track was just fantastic this year. Yeah. I just absolutely loved it. Yeah, you had a lot of fun. It, I had so much fun. That's
2: awesome. It. And so I, I can't keep up with you anymore because you're always everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I just... I, I, I love Strava. I just haven't been on there much, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit why I haven't been on there recently. But it's just kind of—it's not depressing, but you know, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't know. It, when you see everybody out there having fun in the summer, it, it just kind of—I understand. you yes. out just Completely. a touch.
1: So kind of want to stay I, off it if you can't be involved with it. Exactly.
2: I get it. So I mean, I still try and pop in there once in a while and tell everybody, hey, good job and kudos and all that stuff. But I wanted to know where Lance has been this past week, so I popped on and I pulled up his profile. You rode almost four hundred miles last week, <laughs> Did you, you jack really? hole. Did you Yeah. You gotta it's crack like, that magical four hundred like, sometime. What was, was it? Like so twenty close. some odd hours or
1: something like that? It was twenty six hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is yeah. amazing. Almost I don't think I slept as much as you but <laughs> I can
2: for sure tell you I didn't. Yeah.
1: So. Well, okay, so you know, short track was over. I'm not saving myself for anything. My next big event is three weeks away, so I wanted to put in a big week. Yeah. So you did? And and I did. And I got invited on a couple rides that were just
0: (laughs) I'm clicking through and looking
2: at all these pictures calling. You've got to be joking me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but
1: the thing with I, Lance
2: is it's every week. It's I know. Awesome. I'm always
3: like, I'm going to post this picture. It's going to be great. And then, like, literally, <laughs> literally, as I'm posting it and I look at Instagram, I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty nice photo. I'm like, I scroll, you know, just a touch and there's something from Lance and I'm like, dad, gummit, that guy. It's that you'll just have like, I think it was like, you know, bike on dirt road with Mount Hood in the background, whatever uh-huh. photo that was. And yeah. I was like, that's better than the one I posted. <laughs>
1: Dang. I, well, one of the rides I did, uh, wait, I did a, a I was invited by Andy Levine, mm-hmm. who is uh, a teammate of ours. And he was doing what's called the Tour de Hood, which is kind of a route that he has developed. And basically, Mount Hood is the major mountain right here next to Portland, Oregon. And there's three um, ski resorts on Mount Hood. And we we rode all up to the lifts on every ski resort. So we circled, <laughs> we circumnavigated all the way around Mount Hood and yeah. rode up to every Ski resort, so it ended up being one hundred and two miles and wow like uh, eleven thousand feet of of climbing so it was it was a That's big a day big day and there was a there was a five mile gravel a, a section of yeah. gravel that we had to ride as well, but the gravel was actually pretty smooth, so okay, so just just road bikes yeah we yeah we were just on our road bikes on twenty five mil tires so and that was just a great day and yeah. then we get done with the ride and Andy is like. I'm going to Central Oregon for the night, and I'm going to ride again tomorrow. Um, why don't you come with me? Can you tell me who Andy is? Because I don't know if I know him. Andy Levine. He was on the Audi team okay, last gotcha. year or okay. the year before. He rode um, um, STP with okay. uh, Seattle to Portland. Yeah, you probably yeah. Met, yeah. met him at probably. STP with uh, Greg Steele. And Actually, Andy Justin. Yep. Justin would have met him. Would have ridden with. We him were that day. we were ready to yeah. hammer that thing yeah. until yeah. my.
2: No, no, no. This was, uh, was two year years before. ago.
0: Yeah,
1: the last time you and I rode together. I think just... I
4: was scheduled to. Yeah, I, I was planning. Must been two years with him. It didn't work out last year yeah. for like same reason. Yeah, different so, side of the body.
1: But, yeah, uh, and so he's been. He he races off and on. Right. He, yeah. He's a busy guy with kids and teenagers yeah. and a business that he runs and yeah. wiggled out a couple of, of time a little yeah, bit of time yeah, to yeah so uh, how
3: many how many hours was that ride the 102 miler
1: it was seven and a half hours almost just actually that's making pretty good time for that much yeah. climbing with 11,000 feet of yeah. climbing it wasn't too bad yeah yeah so yeah that was just a great day then we went to central oregon and then you know we stayed the night and then rode Mackenzie pass outside oh, yeah. of, of um Sisters, Oregon, which is near Bend. And that was just fantastic. That was the ride that your brother actually commented on. Commented on. I found it. This is what David LeGrand said. Okay. Um, He said, that ride looked glorious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he must have t- he must have tuned into the podcast. That's I'm good. enjoying your podcast with nice. my little brother and nice. actually listening to your tips now. Okay, I may even shave my legs and feel <laughs> obligated to send you pics if I do so. Oh my gosh, that'd be so, hilarious! Yeah, thanks for the comment. Well, David. so David uh, Lance
3: is significantly faster at biking than I am, and, <laughs> and he doesn't shave his legs. So uh,
1: <laughs> better hope he keeps it that way. So Make it a little faster on you. Huh? I don't know. I don't know. And then um, on Saturday, we did, a, we did a team ride with uh, Michael Myers, and, and uh, Dustin Shocken yeah. uh, joined us, who's not on our team, but he's a local yeah. Vancouver guy that yep. is does very fast, does a lot of rides, fast, with, us yeah. lot of rides yeah. with us. And, oh my goodness, that was a, hard. It was a hard and fast and, yeah. and difficult ride. And it ended up being like 85 miles or something Jeez, that I yeah. did with him, uh, with the team. So, and we climbed uh, out by Larch Mountain, by Larch Correctional Facility, oh, yeah. the one in, in Washington. Yeah. Not yep. one in, And there's a big gravel section there, which is not smooth. And yeah. Dustin actually pinch flatted on Did that. Did
2: you do the Larch to Livingston connection little piece
1: up there?
3: Is that that two mile section? That's, uh-huh. there's two it's th- like there's there's two and a half miles yeah. or something yeah. like that.
1: I, yeah, I don't remember. But yeah. yeah, there's a big, long gravel section. But we get back from that um, on Saturday, and I'm pretty beat, and um, I'm home with my wife, and my wife goes, "Hey, um, I'm gonna go out for a ride," and I'm yeah. like, uh, oh. <laughs> can I come with you?" <laughs> she goes, you just rode like four hours, and I'm like, "I know, but uh, let me come with you. I'll ride the gravel bike, and we'll yeah. go." And so I was able, I got, I got out on the road with my wife, which That's was awesome. great. So. We rode, like, 20 miles, and we did the two-bridge loop. Two-bridge loop? Okay. Yeah, that was... That was that was nice. So nice. for other listeners
3: that aren't from the area, Two Bridge Loops, the in the Portland area on the Washington side, there's you know there's two different ways to cross over the I-5 and the 205, and you can just bike over both of them. Yeah. And from Lance's house, it's about 20 miles. Yeah, yeah. from yeah, my house, it? it's 30, 35, it's something about like
0: 35, that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, and that's crossing over the uh, Columbia River that connects River. Or, or basically separates uh, Oregon from Washington.
1: Yes. And Brandy was doing great. She's all nervous about keeping up with me, and I'm uh, just kind of taking it easy and. And, uh, the, the best part about that ride, right? <laughs> I got permission to tell this story. Um, we're, uh, we're coming back and I said, Hey, we're going to go up this little hill called Blandford on the oh, way yeah. up. Okay. And, um, it's, it's kind of a, pr- it's like a, what is it? A half mile climb or yeah, a three it's a beautiful little stretch of road. It's a nice, it's like yeah. A a nice, yeah. yeah they'll stretch. them like, we're going to go up that way because it's a much nicer ride back to our house. And she yeah. says, okay. So. I'm like, take your time. Don't push it too hard. I'm going to take the dirt trail because I was on my gravel bike. I'm going to take the dirt trail in the bushes.
3: Ooh, yeah. that's a tough trail. It's single track, and it's got some tricky spots to it. Yeah. Yeah. I've, but run, I've run it. I don't actually bike stuff like that. It is,
1: it is fun on the, on the cyclocrosser or, yeah. or gravel bike. So, So I bust up the trail, and Brandy rides up the road, and she hasn't ridden much. And I pop back out on the road to meet her, and we're getting to the steepest part of the climb. And she's like, uh, "I'm gonna puke," and I'm like, "Really? Let's stop." She pulls over, and she throws <laughs> up like five times. Oh my gosh!
3: Did, was she pushing uphill hard? Was yes,
1: I think she was pushing And was she trying to beat you? She was trying to beat me up the hill, and I was not. I I just but I for her though. I was, and she's like, "Just give me a minute." Oh, my gosh. And so I tried not to take pictures. I was really tempted to take <laughs> pictures, but I decided not to. Yeah, that's probably smart. But, uh, yeah, so she pushed it. And then afterwards, she was fine, and we rode all the way home, and she was happy. So, anyway, that's my puking wife story. Oh. I probably shouldn't have told that. So, anyway, big week for me. That's it was awesome. a lot of fun. Big miles. Yeah. Big miles. Big miles. All right. So... I'm going to have to look back on
2: your, like, riding plan from when you started back to where you're at now and, and try and basically mirror that. <laughs> mirror there's been there. no ahead. plan. It's just well, like, no, oh, I it's think I'm going to ride today. You're having so much fun. I'm <laughs> like, I want to have that freaking fun. <laughs> so, so oh well. Jake, do you want to talk about your week at all? Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. Well, uh, as I mentioned, I went not watch short track, which was awesome. Took a yeah. bunch of pictures and watched everybody do their thing, and it was awesome seeing everybody win and all the podiums that people took down. It just it, it, that made my week. That was just awesome. So,
1: I think um, we had two teammates win their division, and one, two, three, four others make podiums. If not two, more, yeah. It was or five others n- make podiums. Yeah, there was a lot like of people that?
2: that did really well. Yeah, it's uh, it's it neat fun. to watch everybody progress. So. Um, and then I was uh, hoping to get back into somewhat of like a, a routine with riding again. And I got a ride in, I think, uh, it was like early last weekend. And I, my, my plan was like, all right, I'm just going to start easing into this and just can't find any sleep. I mean, I, I think I had a string of like three or four days in a row where it was like four, four and a half, four 15, 450 hours of sleep. And it just doesn't work. And oh. then it starts to pile up. And then I, I, I was supposed to go do my ride. And I think I went and took a nap instead. And yeah. just like you, you feel you know, just feel awful. And then when I woke up from that nap, I got a phone call and it was the, uh, the doctor's office calling and saying, um, we need to schedule you for surgery and we would like to get you in next week. I'm like, "Uh." (laughs) oh, so long story short, it ended up being a little bit worse than they thought. So, I've got the soft tissue
1: damage in your shoulder.
2: Yeah, I got. um, They're gonna reattach one of my biceps tendons. Didn't realize that that was uh, (laughs) detached. Uh, They're gonna fix all the rotator cuff tears and they're gonna address the uh, labrum issues as well. So, I've got that to look forward to this coming Friday. Good times.
3: This coming Friday. Okay. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people you know that listen to our program. They some of you know some of them know you well and they, they. Good or bad, they want to know what's going on with yeah. you in your life, right? Yeah. So it's like, hey, yeah, the surgery is not. <laughs> this is not great news. Yeah. But At the same time, like people care. Yeah. So. so-
2: All the getting back on the train and stuff kind of went out the window just because um, I'm still trying to find sleep, and I had a bunch of doctor's appointments and things that needed to get taken care of prior to that, and all of a sudden, everybody's calling me up and and needing stuff fixed or wanting stuff, so I'm I'm trying to help them out as best as I possibly can and letting everybody know that pretty much after Friday, I'm going to have to kind of put the kibosh on um, most of that stuff until further notice. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, just been kind of a bunch of preparing and getting ready for going for surgery. So, um, and because of that, we, we threatened last week that we were going to start doing a uh, stream of this uh, podcast and right. some video and all that other fun stuff. Um, we're going to have to press pause on that for right now and we will get that up and running here sooner than later. So sorry that didn't get put up for you. Um, uh, one funny thing though, is my, my wife, um, we, well, we went up to visit some family up in Gig Harbor washington and um that got pushed up to this past weekend because um we were going to do that later but surgery kind of changed that so anyway she went out and she was running an errand she came back and then she picked me up to take me somewhere and it was a uh, it was kind of funny. I got in the car and she was listening to the podcast. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and Wait, she's like, "Your wife turned on the podcast randomly." She, she's been listening to it on her runs and not telling me. She's been, like, been secretly listening. So that is awesome. And I think she was on podcast number ten or eleven. Oh or my god! Like yeah. So she's been listening. So we went uh, went to go pick up some dinner and we listened to the podcast. And it was just kind of funny listening to her. Uh, Kind of call me out on certain things or right. question me about certain things, and I go, oh, "Good lord!" So I kind of really mind myself here now even more. But um, so that was kind of neat. But. I, yeah. think, I think I'm safe for a little while. I don't think my wife's going to pick up on the podcast. I, I, she's probably she probably listened
3: to parts of one or two or whatever. But yeah. Ooh. So yep. Anyway, not,
2: not too much else going on with me. Just uh, another day in the life. My
1: <laughs> my my kids after listening to that song that's the, the intro that uh jake <laughs> did, the, the intro montage that jake did uh, they had they listened to that and were just laughing hysterically and are completely <laughs> embarrassed by their Mortified father and, and mission accomplished and that mission. was <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i was trying to do yeah,
2: yeah. I, f- I did figure out how to convert that to an mp3 and i have that the thing is, is i can't post it to um facebook so what i'll do is okay. um i'll put up an email address if somebody wants it they can email me <laughs> and i will send them the attachment back nice. and they can uh put that into their phone as a ringtone for mr lance romance or just their ringer in general romance. man maybe they like it that much Gosh, everyone's just gonna be like hey on the group ride please call me if, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be early to the ride call me if you're
3: gonna be late to the ride call me but if you're close to being on time just give me a call and like so we're all ready with our ringtones
2: for lance to call in Okay, let's uh, start our first little round table here guys. First Question: First little bit of stuff to talk about. How can we give back to the cycling and triathlon community? How can we help build, bolster, and uh, make our communities better? And that's a pretty broad, open topic. And I think that's something that we can all lend uh, some advice to. And I'm kind of curious what you guys have to say. Yeah, Justin, why don't you start us off? You've been a little bit quiet back there. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see yeah. what you have to say. And I, I definitely have some feedback too on well, on some of the stuff that you've been doing, which I absolutely yeah, love. Absolutely.
4: So, so I think my general guidance when I read this question really is do something that's not about yourself and that helps mm-hmm. others in the community. I think that's really so, I mean, that's broad, but maybe let's maybe get some specific examples. So like setting and establishing like group rides where people can come learn group dynamics, That yep.
2: that's, that's something that's
4: hard to do. It, it It's something people need and it's not always like, you may see this other cool shiny ride that pops up that you kind of have to say no to because you've established this ride where you're basically helping other people, you know, learn things about the ride. And so that's something that it's, it ends up not being about you. Right. And I think that's kind of the, the thing. That's how you give back is yeah. you have to be selfless. Yeah. I um,
2: think real quick too, just one thing about this topic in general, it was kind of inspired by you, Justin. So I'll, I'll oh. get into that a little bit more in a minute, but I'll let you continue your thinking now.
4: Well, I mean, so I mean, yeah, so group rides are probably the low hanging fruit that I'd say, you know, as you get more advanced, if you know, the the sport generally requires like races to uh, have people go to. And those don't just happen because they happen. Right. That takes planning, time, resources. And uh, so if that's something, you know, maybe it just starts out as, you know what? I know there's this event that goes on, and I can't race it for whatever reason, but I can go and show up and be a volunteer there. Like, you know, that's step one. And then once you've kind of understood maybe the logistics of what goes on at a race from volunteering, mm-hmm. then maybe you start to dabble at putting on your own or
2: something, yep. right?
4: yeah. So that's my that's my two cents.
2: Yeah. So
3: you you just finished putting together a very large race, and, and you can attest to the amount of time and energy it takes to put that together
4: yeah yes yeah there's there's a lot of planning um a lot of thinking about worst case scenarios and how you would react to them and you know that's just a lot of a lot of preparation then there's the whole um running around like a chicken with your head cut off on race (laughs) day day. just trying to put out fires (laughs) well not literal fires but
0: yeah
3: yeah i mean so this topic is giving back and definitely want to call you out and just you know give you a big thanks for going above and beyond that's it's a lot of work to put that together and uh the racers and all of the cycling community in the pacific northwest we really do appreciate it
4: thank you absolutely
2: being a promoter is definitely a, a tough tough job and they a lot of people have no idea what goes into that so for you to do what you're doing just that's awesome i just want want you to know that it's appreciated
4: Thank you, thank you. This was supposed to be you guys' roundtable topic. It wasn't supposed oh, to be don't making worry. Justin's <laughs> head bigger than it already is. It's yeah. a Justin so. love
2: fest. That's what it is. <laughs> <No>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick before we uh, we jump over here to Lance and Matt, um, tell us how you use ODZ and Zwift oh, yeah. to uh, so, basically so. bolster the cycling community and get folks riding their bicycle, even if it is on a trainer indoors.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a great question. So, um, so maybe a little bit backstory so people maybe haven't heard of what odz is so odz is it's a club team um community that was started um through zwift um you might wonder what odz stands for it actually came from originally there were two optometrists that started the club so it was literally the optometrists on zwift but so odz (laughs) but they also liked how it kind of was like they were overdosing or ODing on Zwift. So it was kind of this, you know, they're really into it. They're ODing the, there was some pushback to spelling out overdosing on Zwift and doping. And that kind of didn't stick, but, uh, but anyways, um, so that's, that's kind of where it started. And so in terms of giving back, I mean, I think what we focus on is just like, I want to, uh, accepting everyone and like, you know, a lot of times, um, when building a community, you know, you'll have you'll have situations that come up that maybe they'll be like um, heads butting in the community, or like, oh, this person or that. And I think we've just taken the approach that you know, people aren't uh, malicious. We, you know, maybe you don't understand their intentions, and so we'll. A lot of times, with like Zwift racing and stuff, we'll go above and beyond to help people understand what all the different zwift setups are and like how to maybe get them settled because when somebody shows up and they're putting out chris Froome type numbers and you maybe you're a little like hmm. skeptical, i'm not sure yeah. that this guy who rides it outside you know rides five hours a week we couldn't put out chris Froome numbers <laughs> instead of just saying you know you're cheating we you know go above and beyond and like say hey look let's maybe figure it out what setup do you have and, and i think people 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 will will latch on to that because you're giving back, right? You're helping them understand and learn. And that's, that's really what people are in the sport for. Yeah. So,
3: well, you put on a couple of different ODZ rides too. So this is a going, you know, again, giving back to the community. And, um, you know, I, I think that's nice too. I think you, you know, that's another piece of the puzzle that you're, you know, one of the other things you're giving back to is you're leading these group rides. Uh, you do some, you were doing that, um, kind of, what's what's up or whatever with that one. And it it was about teaching people like, you know, about power meters and what that stuff Mm -hmm. means and things like that. That was a pretty nice opportunity for people to learn, uh, within the sport. And then any of the other rides I consider like learning opportunities, right? Like I rode with you like a couple weeks ago on, on uh, Zwift and it was like, Hey Matt, you need to, you know, do this and you need to do that. And I was like, okay, cool. Awesome. Like this is a learning process for me. Right. Totally. Um, And everyone was like super welcoming, which was great. So, uh, on that subject, can I ask you like, Can I ask you what a good Zwift setup would be for, um, you know, a young guy like myself, maybe, you know, just wanting (laughs) to looking towards looking towards the winter and and what kind of stuff I should use to set up. I am probably picking up a Wahoo kicker type um, setup. So I feel like that's a pretty nice trainer. I think that would go well. And but what I'm curious about is like if I want to do all the other stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, so so obviously I use Zwift. Zwift is a um, like almost like a gaming platform for cycling. Uh, but, um, but what, what else? Like I would love to use some, like get like a microphone type thing or something set up that way so that some of the discussion and stuff like that, that we could, um, make that a little bit easier and not quite so crazy. I think I had like kids in the background when, when I was on <laughs> Zwift with you and I, you know, you have the fan, I had the tour de France going on. It was pretty loud and crazy. <laughs> and I was like, uh, this is a little overwhelming. Um, so yeah, what's... yeah,
4: absolutely. I'd love to elaborate and sure. answer that
3: question. So, um, so,
4: uh, let's see. Well, having kids around, you just need a detached shop that you can lock and that's not in the house. The <laughs> yeah, kid, they won't come out and get you. That's that's the first piece of your setup that you need. Okay. But okay. Uh, that that might be expensive. Yes.
3: The ulti- <laughs> ultimate Zwift setup. That's what we got going. Okay.
4: <laughs> okay. So, um, or 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 a room, right? Uh, what's nice for me about the detached shop is I can be as loud as I want and I don't bother the family that's in the huge. morning. huge, yeah. And they really appreciate that. Yeah. So, you talked about um, like microphones and connecting with people. So, you know, I think you probably got a glimpse of that's really what makes hours and hours on the trainer bearable is right. talking to people, not not texting. You can, you can do text to the Zwift game and it works, but it's not the same thing as carrying on a conversation. So I actually uh, researched a lot of different microphone setups um, and the one I ended up settling on uh, was the blue Yeti. It okay, actually yeah. just got bought by Logitech, so I'm not sure okay. if, it, if it's still marketed as the Blue Yeti or if it's been rebranded Logitech yet, but uh, I mean, it's like a hundred or 120 bucks or something like it's not a cheap microphone, right. but uh, so that's but it's kind of like the gold standard.
3: Right so it's a standalone microphone. Right. And then mm-hmm. do you put headphones on or you just let it come over the speakers? So I use a pair
4: of bone conduction headphones. Okay. Uh, I'm specifically using the Aftershocks Trex Titanium. And I think they've had a couple. Uh, they've had a version one and a version two. I think I'm still using the version one. Um, and so basically that's what closes the loop so that there's not feedback. Because right. that's going right into my ears. And having them be the wireless headphones is crucial on the bike because you're not tethered down. You can do whatever crazy sprints you want without having to worry about your headphone cable getting caught in your gears.
0: Cool.
3: And then um, for listeners that might be interested in doing some of the stuff, the software that you guys use. Yeah,
4: so for so the software to communicate with people is called Discord. Discord. D I S C O R D.
3: And it's better so, for people to like set up an account and get stuff figured out before they, you know, hope to join a yeah, group. So it's it's completely free.
4: A lot of gamers mm-hmm. use it for talking while they're, you know, playing online raid games and stuff. And so and what you'll find is uh, several groups have different um well, you can basically everyone can make their own server. But uh, if you go to, we have, uh, let me find out what the link is for our website. We actually have like a how to get it set up on yep. our
2: webpage. Yeah, as he's looking for this too, he uh, is actually the one that recommended it for us. We right. started using Discord for our team rides when we were using Zwift in yeah. um you know, the, the early winter time last year when it started raining quite a bit. And we had an awesome experience there. We had 10, 15, 20 people on, yeah. on our team coming up and we're joining uh, Discord and getting on there and we're all chatting with each other. And it really, honest to God, it made riding 40, 50 miles tolerable. And it was totally. fun having that interaction with folks. So it's uh, it's yeah. a, a nice thing.
4: So the link is com slash discord and the number one. I could go off on the rat hole as to why that number one is there, but long story short, you don't care. We had discord. <laughs>
2: it is what and it is. It, it
4: is what it is. Okay. <laughs> it's teamodzcom slash discord number one. Okay. Um, so but yeah, there's, there's a video there that Chris Haskell has put together on how to like use Zwift and discord together. That kind of gives a brief overview and how to get an account set up and <laughs> nice. stuff. So, so yeah, that's huge. And then like, like when you want to go to the next level after that, when you want to like stream yourself to people, right? Like that's a whole another rabbit hole. And then, but really, all you need to add is like a, a pretty cheap Logitech camera, right? And you need a pretty decent graphics card on your machine. So the graphics card might be right. might be, and you need a a fairly decent upload. Well, I mean, if you can sustain six megabits per right. second upload, you can you can stream 1080p no problem up to like. People use Twitch. They use Mixer. Yep. Yep. I am on Mixer. That's where I use a lot. Okay. Well, while I was stuck indoors, I haven't been on there since I've been outdoors. So,
3: yeah. but uh, yeah. Well, cool. That's well. good for people that are, com- you know, coming into winters and things like that, and starting to think about like doing some indoor riding. Probably not Lance, but some <laughs> some people. And I apologize because I totally sidetracked our conversation. We were talking about giving back to cycling, and I, I do consider. Well, we are. We're describing right. how to get how to, more out of your... Yes
4: winter training routine i i, I consider
3: all the zwift stuff that you do definitely giving back to cycling for sure yeah it so. creates
2: a sense of consistency it's something people know is there and they're going to take advantage of it and it's going to keep them coming back for more yeah. you know and, yeah. Yeah. And those people very well could you know especially during the crappy months of of the year for us that live here in the pacific northwest could easily just fall away from cycling altogether right. instead they're out there doing their thing and then springtime rolls around and uh, they roll outside and they're ready to go ready and race. they're excited
1: to ride their bike I have a feeling I'm going to spend a lot more time this winter on the trainer.
3: Well, see how the winter goes. You never know. I might just go to
1: Arizona or California (laughs) for a month or two. Yeah, you're Lance. (laughs) We'll
3: we'll sneak out of town for (laughs) the training camp, though. We've got that to look forward to. Lance, you're gonna have to bring that. your bring your mileage down during <laughs> training during training camp. camp I have yeah. to step back. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone
1: else is like, "Oh gosh, you got a big week coming up." Lance is like, "Oh, cut my miles in half here. <laughs> like, it's yeah. only 100 miles per Recovery day." Recovery week. <laughs> you know, I'm signed up to do Cycle Oregon this year, which is oh a which is a week long um, yeah. uh, event, and it's like 2,000 people or something. So it's a, but they only ride. Between forty and eighty miles a day, yeah. and it's funny that I'm looking at that, going, double back. should I double back double for party <laughs> day? Should I start really late, <laughs> or should I start early and do the whole thing twice?
4: You should start three days late and catch them. <laughs> and try to catch them,
1: probably. Uh, you have so many options. All right.
2: Hey Lance, how can we give back to the cycling and triathlon community?
1: You know the the one thing that that I think is important is to volunteer yeah yep. you, know, list, you, you yeah. need to give something of yourself if you know I, I think in your life in general if you're not giving of yourself in some way you're missing a big piece of what this life is all about all right. you know life is about helping your fellow man and helping other people you know find themselves or find enjoyment in life and you can't do that just if you are you know self-centered or self-focused and you you learn a lot more about yourself as you're giving of your own time and of your own talents to other things so you need to volunteer i agree uh some of the coolest race experiences i've had is have been volunteering at races i've i've driven for um i've driven a couple lead cars for you know some races man that was
2: yeah, I mean, yeah. I've talked about this before on the podcast. One of the most gratifying fun times I had this race past race season was being the lead car for uh, Dirty Circles, which is a local race here. in uh, It was in Woodland, Washington. And getting to watch two of our teammates... Uh, you know, make a breakaway stick. And I was their lead card. I got to be out there watching. I I was watching them and just screaming and getting all excited. It was, it was awesome. And I was volunteering. I was giving up my time to, to help out this event make sure that it was going off. All right. So do it. And and race organizers, they race organizers need these
3: volunteers. Like they, you know, that's the thing is like, we have triathlons, you know. I'm just gonna weasel in some triathlon talk. We have these, you know. <laughs> How we, dare you? I know. We have. <laughs> Evan's not here. We I'm offended. My, I don't have my <laughs> triathlon buddy to talk. But we have these triathlon races, and they're and they're not every weekend, but almost every weekend during the summer season. And it's like they need volunteers. That I mean, they need people just just pointing bikes in the right direction and just just all this stuff, and so they are constantly looking for volunteers. Race directors are, you know, Justin can speak to this too. It's like he there's a lot of work to do, and absolutely they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna covet those volunteers. So yeah. you have the opportunity to do it for sure.
2: Yeah, even though it's a for-profit thing in most cases. Yeah. Um, they still are putting themselves out on the limb. They've, they're sticking their neck out for us to right. have a race, yep. and we should help them. We should help them be successful, absolutely. Because we want more races. And if you races. break
4: down the hours the race director puts into yeah. how much money comes out, it's not a great way. Yeah, <laughs> that was my you next point. Don't Thank don't you don't see people <laughs> making livings off of yeah. it, Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. Anything else, Lance? That's what I got. How about you, Matt? Yeah,
3: I think you know, like I, I think like Lance said, just the volunteer opportunities are there for sure. And some of the races will do stuff to encourage people to volunteer, like maybe give you like race credits and stuff like that. And so there's there's tons of opportunities to do it, and um, and just look around your your local races and see how you can help because. There's there's an opportunity for sure. And and each of us have our own special talents, so there's other ways to give back. You don't necessarily have to be handing out water. There's just there's tons of different ways to help. So.
2: Yep. Yep. Anything else?
3: Um you can make uh YouTube videos and post them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check out Yo, Matt's channel. He's got, got some good got some ones. Good so. <laughs> T- teach teach people how to do your sport basically. Yeah. I mean that's the other thing is like you think people are born with the knowledge on you know how to change a flat you know they're not where so, to put their chamois cream where to put their chamois cream <laughs> <laughs> very this is important information and so i would say dispense that information yeah. in any way you see fit so, yep. uh, well, yeah well that's
2: super high on my list uh, it's one of my top ones is mentor you know mentor. you got to mentor juniors you got to mentor people that are new to the sport and you got to help them um, you know get caught up and get acclimated and help them love the sport as well you know we don't want Just them to not be successful and and, and run away from the sport because you know someone was a, a jerk to them or right. something went wrong or they just don't like it because it was uncomfortable or whatnot. We can mentor them and teach them the ropes, it's uh, it's really not that hard.
4: Just don't take those last two suggestions from Matt and put them together about teaching chamois cream where it goes in videos. <laughs> Please <laughs> just don't go there, Justin. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's already been made, <laughs> it's,
3: going, it's going live, it's, it's, it's gonna be live video, uh, live broadcast. Oh. Uh,
2: what's funny is I see Matt actually doing that <laughs> It's important, it's important uh, information guys
1: yeah. Matt's videos are really good The yes. production value on them yes. is really good Until the chamois cream one. Until the chamois cream <laughs> one. <laughs> Took a turn Took a dark dark
3: turn
2: Oh uh, so get out the Ken doll and start <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good, that's, a, that's a
3: good
0: idea.
2: That's um, funny.
4: You know, I've heard a lot of people say really good stuff about chamois cream, but I find that every time I eat it on a ride I just <laughs>
3: Yeah. Just, uh, I feel sick to my stomach. <laughs> maybe something maybe you need to check out the video.
2: Yeah. <laughs> maybe you're doing something wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Another thing too that we can do for giving back, and it's not even necessarily giving, but it's just trying new things because eventually, if you try new things, you're going to get into new things, and you're going to give back to that particular component of the community. So, I mean, if you're just super centric on just road riding and you're not giving back to, you know, mountain biking or cross or gravel grinding or triathlon or whatever it is, um, you're not helping the community as a whole. So, just try something new because you never know you might fall in love with it, yeah. and, and things will happen. You know, it's that little butterfly effect. You you do this and that happens. It's a good thing
1: yeah i uh, i love riding my road bike but um i am in love with riding my gravel bike yeah yeah i mean you you get out on a 40 mile loop and there's no cars and you're in the woods yeah. and you're on this bike that just floats over the gravel and it oh my goodness and lance two years ago what would you have said about gravel grinding It, it gravel riding it was it was it
2: beat you up yeah
1: it was just not as much fun and
2: you weren't doing it either no so it's like you went out you tried something new, you fell in love with it and now you're like a big you
1: know advocate for the gravel grinding community yeah it's yeah so trying new stuff is Uh, it's good yeah yeah absolutely yeah and um, uh cyclocross uh (laughs) well no I've, i've definitely
3: given it a fair try and yeah. I will definitely do
2: some cyclocross practices yeah. for sure because I like those. Yeah, um, another one, and, and this is an easy one, and a lot of us do it. We have this great platform called Strava, and I know some people hate it, and they're going to knock it and all that sure. other stuff. And you know, if you want to be you know, captain elitist and so be it, but that's a great way to give back to the community by supporting people, by giving them, you know, appreciation and giving them acknowledgement for the hard work that they're putting in. And that's a good thing, but we can also leverage that platform to use their, their groups and to create social platforms for cyclists to come together and talk about riding and create events and, and create senses of consistency. So people can come out and get more involved with riding. I think that yep. that platform is yeah. fantastic. And I've said it a million times and I'll say it again. Use it. Yeah. There's so much to be gained.
3: Well, in Facebook too, right? Like, especially if you're talking about organizing events yes. or rides or yes. things like that. I mean,
2: some of these tools
3: are evil, Facebook potentially, but at the same time, like the you know organizing yeah.
2: events and. I think that those are those are fantastic yeah. opportunities. You know, for, going for back people. to Facebook, and I kind of joke about this with my wife. I think she's yeah, like, yeah. you're on Facebook again?" I'm like, "Not really. I just go in there to go into our team page. Yeah. That's about it. I, I yeah. will see like maybe the first like two or three things that somebody posts, and then I'm straight into the team yep. stuff. Where it's just uh, this little ecosystem, this little sphere of just cycling friends, teammates, and the and it's the positive, one. right? Like, yeah.
3: I think you know that's the thing is like the you know you could go into some groups that are not positive for sure, and the trolls yeah. online are are vicious, which is just not a positive place to be. But, yeah. but certain groups you can find
1: that yeah. are the right place to be. So
2: And yeah, we've created an atmosphere where people know what they can and can't talk about. It, and it's just something yeah. that's super positive. So.
1: On the team page, I posted uh, um, a little video of the short track relay race. Yeah, And I posted a video of the silly trophy that we won uh-huh. as well. So you can find those on Facebook. Yeah, we'll too. Uh, we'll share this on the, the Dow Podcast uh, Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, that'd be good. And speaking of Strava, um, without any prompting from me, my wife signed up and joined it. Wow. Hey. that's cool. <laughs> yeah, after <laughs> after Saturday's ride. So she's
4: just trying to keep tabs on
1: you. I probably. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> <that's why> she <laughs> wants to see all the. She's getting on there. I, yeah. I have a penchant for saying, making silly ride titles. Yeah, that's. True. And, and so she's probably trying to see if I'm saying bad things about her. <laughs> that's <laughs> Can funny. we
3: see on her shop, like on her ride, like where she stopped and puked? i <laughs> <Probably laughs> will
2: we'll have to follow her. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna find her. Yeah. My last thing, and I, I, don't know if this is necessarily about giving back, but it's definitely helping our community, help others. But um, discouraging distracted driving. Um, yeah, uh, th- that's going to be a big thing that I'm going to be beating the drum of, and. Even if I know you and love you and I see you doing it, you're going to get an earful from me, and I might even smack you upside the head too. So um, we can all you know, talk to our friends and our family and our loved ones, and, and we can let them know, hey, just put that phone down. It can wait a minute. It doesn't have to be something that you have to, to – you know respond to you right now you don't need to know what's going on you know in Facebook land you don't need to you know do whatever you have to do if you have to if you get directions to something pull over for a minute and and plug it in then get back on the road and drive because we just don't need to be putting people in harm's way what was
3: that I wasn't paying attention I was on my phone
2: (laughs) (laughs) Was on Facebook. <laughs> I was tweeting my peeps. Yeah. To
3: t- tweet some people. It was, Im- it was important though, Jake, but go ahead.
2: and moving on. Let's get on to our next topic, boys. Uh let's start up with the hot seat. It's the hot seat again oh, this week. No. Who would like to go first? Oh, and just real quick, yeah. nobody has uh um shared any of their questions. We're all just gonna pass them around one at a time and throw oh. it out there and we'll have a little quick topic, uh discussion.
4: I've got one. Oh. Yeah, go. Okay, so last time I was on, we talked about the Illuminati rules. Oh yeah, and yep. and if you've been paying attention, you may have seen a recent release of the oh. Phil Illuminati. I did see uh, that. I did yeah. see Phil Guyman's take on the rules. Love it. And, and which he basically says they're dumb. Uh, <laughs> that's the too long didn't read version. But one of the ones he talks about is the um, you know the rule around you know if you get the. Uh, chain ring grease on your calf, whatever happens to everyone. Uh So here's the hot six mark Uh in the past week. How many times have you had the cat six tattoo
3: on your right calf? (laughs) Uh
0: Uh,
3: So I probably haven't had it that much one because I, I did a race like last weekend and I cleaned the bike pretty thoroughly before that. And then the other part of the puzzle of that was I haven't been riding enough to get like the good. It's like,
4: so it would have been there if you had yeah. cleaned oh, your bike. Course. So you probably had grease that just wasn't visible. Yeah.
3: Well, my once I you know I went through that bike. I mean, I have another bike that needs cleaning too. So I'm I'm I probably just I probably have one on me right now, and I just haven't paid attention. But the magic of the magic of radio, the magic radio is yeah, no one knows.
4: Scouts honor. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Lance. Um, I actually marked my forearm somehow <laughs> this last week. <laughs> I got how, a grease stain I on I my forearm. <laughs> I I I picked up my bike a couple yeah. of times to take some silly pictures. Yeah. Um and I think I must have was that one of the rules, bike pictures with bike, your bike over your head? Well remember <laughs> I, I walked I walked through a lava field in my cycling shoes. If oh you my saw, gosh. Yeah. With his bike. <laughs> with my bike over my shoulder. For strictly for the picture so and i somehow greased my arm okay. so that was yes i have done it yeah yes. it just wasn't <laughs> on my calf justin how about you
4: well only one but i've only ridden twice in the last two weeks okay,
0: so not a very, okay. <laughs> one it's out of two ratio. one out of two ain't bad <laughs>
2: Hold on a second. I'm going to run over here and find a bike and put one <laughs> on my calf so I can Freeze pretend yourself. that I, I ride bikes still. On
4: average, <laughs> let's, we'll, 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 we'll rephrase the question for Jake. On average, <laughs> on average. You know, a typical week when you are riding.
2: Oh, it probably happens at least once. And like I mentioned last time we talked about this, I look down and I'll see that. Oh, crap. I'll spit on my glove real quick when the hand goes down. I'm yeah. rubbing it in, trying yeah. to get it to go away and to get this black like haze on your leg. So <laughs> it, it happens. happens. It happens So, to the best so
4: Phil hit the nail on the head then. Yeah. yeah. what we would. Okay.
2: Yeah, I
3: actually really liked his little article because, you know, he starts up with being like, this is dumb. But and then he kind of rolls through a whole bunch of little things or whatever that's and it's a lot of the same stuff that we talk about all the time where it's like be nice to you know new people and teach them you know wave to people wave to people he he finishes like you know other cyclists are not the enemy the cars 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 are the enemy enemy. (laughs) i "I think he's just i think he's a good writer and i think he's funny like he's he's witty he has very witty writing and i i really do enjoy his stuff so maybe we can try to link to that particular article if we can find it writing it down right now nice yep yep (laughs) All right. Good one. Matt, hot seat, hot seat question. Okay. So this is of course, self-motivating, like all my hot seat questions, but, um, would you guys consider taking on a coach, uh, for your personal cycling? You know, if you had like say an Ironman coming up a year from now, I'll start that off. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, let's start with Lance because Lance Lance currently just goes out bikes for fun. It's awesome. He has a blast. Uh, but would you cons- like would you potentially consider having a coach?
1: Yes, I would. Yeah, I, I um I like the fact that you have somebody to answer to, mm-hmm. that there's accountability. So it, whether and somebody that can help you periodize right. your workouts or yep. set them up and know what you should and shouldn't be doing. So yes, every time that I've done a really big event like an right. Ironman, I've I've hired coaches. Would or followed a coaching plan. Right. Yeah. Would you do something like that for like Cyclocross? Like if it was like, Okay, this
3: year's gonna be awesome, it's gonna be fun, but like the following year I wanna do really well at Cyclocross, would you consider something like
1: that? I, I don't I don't know if I wanna take it that seriously. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I wanna just keep doing what you're doing. Go have fun. Right. Uh, so I don't know. That's so fair. probably that, not that that's, th- that's, God, that's fair. If, yeah,
2: you, if th- you take it too like seriously, that's... sometimes you lose you, oh, yeah. you lose your luster for it. So. Yeah. I or, think so or
1: you put too much pressure on the season sure. and then all of a sudden
3: it's not But I mean and you're doing I mean you're obviously doing extremely well. You're putting in a lot of miles because they're fun, you know? And yeah. so there's real value there. But I think that's good because it's like two sides of the coin where it's like, yes, I would, you know, consider it for a particular race like an Ironman, but not for Cyclocross. Right. So that's that's the hot seat question, right? Like I want it to be not just a yes or no necessarily, but like why would you? Jake, you do a lot of coaching. And I mean I guess I coach too, but I coach like high school cross country, which is different. Um would you ever take on so for you slightly different. Would you ever take on a different coach, like someone else coaching
2: you? Yes. Yes. And and I plan on doing that for uh this coming up season just to really? get myself back in. Yeah. I I need to have um you know basically someone to come in and look at it from an objective sure, you know, stance. I don't want to get into a situation where I, you know, am doing something because I think that's what's right for me. Kind of having like this blind idea of what where I think I am and what mm-hmm. reality is. Yeah. I want and I want to be held accountable. I want somebody to kind of push me a little bit, and uh, I, I just want to um, take a different approach and kind of. Take my hands off that wheel and turn it over to somebody else and, and see what happens. Is
3: it going to be hard for you because of your background in coaching? And I don't and think so. No, no?
2: I'm, I'm usually pretty receptive to that. So nice. Uh, and plus, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to be coming back at a cat five stance, so I kind of need no.
0: some help
3: anyway. It's not going to be. It's, it's going to come around quick. Yeah. Yes. So, Justin, I don't know your story. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Um, do you have a coach? I self coach. Okay.
4: So. Um, That's actually, so I started learning a lot of the power-based training concepts myself. That's what led into teaching that What's Up with Power series. And part of that was also to convince other coaches who wanted to get more exposure to come on and have these conversations with them. We were teaching people, and like I was learning as well. So I haven't ever hired a coach just because well, I couldn't convince the budget committee to yes. get that kind of like, <laughs> I know, it right? serious, <laughs> approval. serious. So I mean, like, we're talking, if you want <laughs> like one-on-one real, like a guy who's like watching your every move, giving you all sorts of feedback. Like we know that takes time. Time equals money. Yeah. Like it's not cheap. Um, so, so I specifically said, you know, I think I can do self coaching and I've gone that way. Yeah. um, and so there's a there's a lot of uh, trial and error that goes along with that. Um, I would say, you know, if something fell out of the sky and, like, the monetary part wasn't a question, I'd probably give it a whack just because I feel yeah. like I'd learn even more from, mm-hmm. like, going through what somebody else thinks I should do just for, like, maybe one... Training section would I would like learn from that right? It's a new avenue to explore somebody else's perspective, and I would just go on their how they look at it, and that would then enhance like my ability to coach myself later on. Yeah,
3: that's definitely things I've been thinking about too. So, you know, it's just having that different perspective. So, be interesting. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: you know, and you're gonna learn something too. Everybody's gonna have um, a different experience, and if you've got somebody that's gonna teach you a new trick, right? You know, it's kind of the old adage. I mean. you'll die if the day you stop learning. So I right. always want to try and learn something new, have different perspective and, and have somebody that can kind of give me uh, some insight that mm-hmm. might be different from what I've done in the past. Yeah, it all
4: takes time though, right? I mean, self-coaching yeah. doesn't happen in zero time. Yeah, if exactly. you want to be good at it, like yeah. you got to like be really objective and yeah. talk to a lot of people and be right. willing to admit that you don't know what you're doing and yeah. that you got to listen to other people.
2: Yeah, so. Self-coaching too, isn't stuff that you're just pulling out of the air magically. Like you just said, it's you've got to do a lot of research and you are kind of, Coaching yourself as a, as a proxy through other people uh, or from other people, you're, you're using other people's ideas and they're, they're, they're the sciences behind you right. know, what we're trying to accomplish and applying that to yourself, and you're just the person that's kind of mandating what you do and, and holding mm-hmm. yourself accountable. Totally. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's my question. All right. And
1: would that be Lance's turn? It's my turn. Mr. It's Lance. It's my turn. Okay, my question comes straight from my wife. Okay. <laughs> Why do you guys continue to encourage the Lance romance? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. oh, because it's no. hilarious or it's is abs- it growing old? <laughs> I think it's
1: absolutely hilarious. Okay, we'll keep it. Okay, no, the real question. Oh. Lance <laughs> Sorry. Lance romance, Lance. Oh, no. Romance. International man of mystery. <laughs> no. Because. Lance No because it's... Lance Romance. Last Chance Lance Romance <laughs> Lance <laughs> Lance Super Genius Lance Hepler <laughs> <Hitler>. Lance <laughs> Romance Lance Romance Puffy Pants Lance
3: Romance Lance yes.
1: Romance In the house Okay yeah. That's why That's why <laughs> Because it's too funny it's... <laughs> Yeah And it's, right. only, gonna it's only gonna get better It's only gonna get better uh, her real question is, um, and this, I hadn't even thought about this. So this was a really good question. When do you shift your gears when you are headed into a hill? Oh. It, do Do you, they say
3: shift before, and I always don't. Like, I wait until I need the gears, basically, and then. And then shift. A I mean, second,
2: I you, e- the second you start to feel your cadence change, as yeah. soon as your cadence starts to slow down, that's yeah. when you should. It's just that it's, it's like an instant. You you've got to feel it, and you're gonna um you're your, your cadence is gonna come down just a little bit, and then it's gonna jump up quite a bit, and then you'll start to kind of just keep doing that um until you find that that happy spot. See for the me, the other thing
4: about that is I feel like if you go too early, you lose a yeah. lot of uh-huh. momentum. Yeah. You yeah. need okay. to keep. Like, if you're looking to hit that hill fast, you want to keep as much momentum from what you're carrying into it. So if you shift down and you like your speed drops before you hit the hill just from the gear change, you've just lost a lot of time on the climb.
2: And not to mention the fact if somebody's behind you, I mean, you're going to shift backwards, so you don't yeah. want to do that.
3: I think that recommendation of, like, you should shift early before is probably coming from that fear of dropping a chain or something like that. Like, yeah,
1: like sure. if, you, if you've got too much tension pressure. on your chain and you're trying to downshift... You can drop your chain, or sure. it makes a crazy, stupid, scary sound. Yeah, I mean, I think these are the questions that kind of came for yeah. her. From but, her.
2: But uh, in defense of that question, and somebody saying that you shift, you don't want to shift too early. I think it's better for somebody that's a novice or a rookie to shift a little too soon, as opposed to shifting too late and then finessing it or fine tuning that over the course of time, so that they can find that that sweet spot of like. They're not losing momentum. They're not falling backward. Their cadence isn't changing too much, and they're going to continually you know, go up the hill a little bit faster. I, I Again, I, I've seen too many people that will get into that situation where it's like, oh, crap, I waited too long to change, and then they lose much more momentum than they would had they had cha- shifted just a little bit too yeah. soon. Um, agree with that, yep. Yeah, so okay. that's just my yeah. two cents.
3: Okay. Good question. Thanks, Brandy. Yeah, she has the best questions. I know.
2: <laughs> All right, uh, and I guess that leaves... Yours truly? Or do, wait, yeah, did Jake. I say that? Yeah. No, you're, you're okay, up. Sorry. Me, Jake. I have, um, haven't eaten yet today, guys. I'm a little hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> the intermittent fasting thing, trying to keep weight off is, uh, is a good thing. But sometimes when you kind of go Fitting like an me. hour and a half past your time, <laughs> it starts to play tricks on your mind. So um, my question is, uh, name a time or maybe let's just say, what is some bad etiquette that you have or that you're guilty of when you're out riding, running, or swimming?
1: Bad etiquette. etiquette.
2: Yep or even things that you shouldn't be doing like
1: I I I have headphones in when I ride by myself. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I yeah. was going to tell you, people you your you <laughs> Matt was going to point out my bad yes, etiquette. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to do that all day long Lance. Yeah. Uh
3: yeah, I was thinking the same thing but on the when I go running, I wear I put headphones on, which is the same thing with biking, you know. I mean, like you're still blocking out the you know, the traffic and stuff like that and that's you know, dangerous. And then the other thing is, if you're on the trails and people want to pass you, and you're blasting your headphones, it's pretty annoying. Because yeah, it's so like now. the cyclist behind can't you on your left, yeah. <laughs> hey, like 14 times, you. and
2: finally you come around and you jump out of your skin because yeah. we came around you. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep.
3: So that's probably. I'll, I'll just play the same card, Lance, so that I'm not quite. We pointing only have you out to admit so to one. <laughs> yeah,
2: only, you can admit, only. admit to as many as you want. <laughs> oh. How about uh, you, Justin?
4: Well, definitely. <clears throat> that one, Lance said. But if we all agree with the same one, Lance, and that's just kind of lame. So I'd say um, <laughs> I'm guilty of not adhering to uh, run, walk, bike, trail speed limits of 15 miles an hour. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: And yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> <That's good
2: enough. laughs> Oh, Mr. Goody Two Shoes doesn't nah. want to put it out there. <laughs> fair. Seems oh. fair. Anything else, you guys? You no. gotta do something worse than that. Uh, i I roll through uh, stop signs more yeah, than I should. That's probably one that yeah.
3: I uh, we we've addressed that before. Yeah. I do oh. I've done that, been been guilty of that. And then I should probably clean my bike chain more than I currently do. I I'd I say that's like better unless it's super yeah. loud. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean that's
4: Okay, here's one that's <clears throat> that hurts to say, but I'm definitely bad at regrouping on group rides or <laughs> I think how I handle it, you know, I've I'm not usually the person in the back. Uh so I typically will like loop back, right? Maybe Can't circle back, yeah. Go down the hill and then come back up the top, get a little bit extra riding in or probably Annoying if I go back to the back person right alongside them, back up. I don't know if they like that or not, but uh, I, that's uh, that's hard. I mean, yeah. you want to keep the group together as much as possible, yep. and you has got something. It's a mindset you got to take into it that it's not about the average speed at the end.
1: Yeah. When I'm on a group ride and and I get dropped on a climb, and the fast climbers circle back around to catch back up. That's when I attack. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they get back on, I blast. I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing now. Game on. I'm gone. Yeah. Let's go. Sure. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, um,
2: mine, you guys know my my issue. Usually 20, 30 minutes into a ride, we have to stop, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> that's right.
0: Sure. Jake's tiny blast. And, and, and then Nothing
2: if stops. I've had too much coffee or too much water or whatever, fluids. I I know every single little secret spot where you can stop and uh, you know relieve yourself, <laughs> well, yeah. natural break. Um, but you know, there's times where you're like in places where you just shouldn't do that. Uh-huh. But you have no other choice, and there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> i uh, yeah, urinating in public is one of those yes, things that you're totally. not supposed to do. But as a cyclist, I mean, is that bad etiquette? Yes, for society to stop and, like pee behind it, a tree or something it's like that. Bad etiquette. If a
4: cyclist up. urinates in the woods and nobody saw it, did it ever happen?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's
2: been some funny places that it's happened though and I'm yeah. always super discreet about it and I always like will have my head on a swivel but it, it happens and what else are you supposed to do yeah. but it's bad etiquette you're not supposed to do that so yeah that's, that's
1: okay of my, like, I have I have walked up people's driveways and filled water bottles off their hoses on the oh. side of their houses too before that's just smart that's, have, not bad. that's <laughs> <true>. trespassing Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: any other bad etiquette stuff guys Hmm. nothing I want to admit (laughs) (laughs) okay well thought that'd be fun okay I think we've all touched on our little uh, hot seat thank you guys that was good so let's jump into one last thing wrap this thing up Lance wrap it up for us
1: Uh, big things happening this week all my kids are home really? that's awesome so it's gonna be. I, it will be a much lower cycling yeah, volume to ask, week because I'm gonna just, spend some time with my kids. Rest kidding. week. Yep. You're 400, 400 miles. I had 400 miles last week. This just week it will be 40, three, three <laughs> 40. <laughs> it's gonna be towing the whole family around on a yeah. bike ride. <laughs> my my son is home from his uh, summer job for the week, and my daughter, who is a river guide in Southern Utah, she's home for the week because a friend is getting married, and so. Cool. And and this is the last week. My youngest daughter's home before we take her to college, and so oh wow, yeah. It's like the like pomp and circumstance before the empty nest. Yeah, this is this is the final week that last all rah. of us will be together, and then everybody's off. How so, are you guys handling that last week? Um, honestly, w- my wife and I are stoked. <laughs> it's probably not what you expected. Sorry, Hepler kids. Sorry, Hepler kids. <laughs> <laughs> they don't listen. Don't worry. <laughs> well, by by the third kid, you're. Right, the the emotion of it lessens yeah. a little bit. You know, the first one driving off to school was really hard to watch. Yeah, but uh, now they're kind of flying the coop, and we're ready for the last one to go. <laughs> Kicking <Yes>. poor Kelty <laughs> in the butt, <laughs> getting out the front door. Huh? Darby, Darby's <laughs> Darby. The last I'm sorry, week. sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're we're excited to yeah. be empty nesters, but of course it's it's bittersweet, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, plus I got to pay tuition for three kids. (laughs) So that kind of blows. So, yeah. Anyway.
2: Uh, Justin, one last thing.
1: So
4: uh i can't help but not divulge this joke that just is a cue in from what lance said so when your first kid swallows a dime you're like super like paranoid about it and like the hospital and like oh my goodness what's happening (laughs) by the time the third kid comes around you're like that's coming out of your allowance (laughs) that's (laughs) right
1: yeah you just get desensitized (laughs) (laughs) right uh
4: but no, uh yeah, that's pretty much all I got. I hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, I'll know where home is going right, to be, lead. and I wow. well, have yeah. a pretty good idea what city it's going to be in, and yeah, good luck with well, what my where my daily commute will be,
3: and a lot of big questions. Will be exci- answered, it's so. exciting, exciting for yeah. your family. So, yeah. yeah, good luck with all of that. That's, that's got to
2: be pretty hard. hard for you too. Because how long have you been in Spokane?
4: Uh, well, I was born here. Oh wow! And
3: I, uh, yeah, I was raised
4: here. I spent two years away for my mission for so the church in Brazil, and then Portuguese. and I was away two years for grad school in in Pittsburgh. But other than that, we've been here. So. Some wow.
2: Super deep roots, and I'm sure the cycling community is going to be just yeah. completely bummed to lose you.
4: Yeah, it's it's hard, but unfortunately, cycling clubs don't pay the bills like a day yeah. job does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Amen to that. But you can always go back and visit, and they can always come see you.
4: Totally. Okay.
2: Matt, one last thing. Uh, While Jake was
3: droning on about something or nothing, I don't know. I signed up for the. (laughs) uh, I signed up for the Ironman Canada. You got Uh, in. Yeah, I signed up for that. During during the the podcast. During the podcast. (laughs) Tell everybody how how much that cost you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're like, so yeah, the podcast was like six hundred bucks, and then like. I had this like pass to get it for, you know, 600 bucks or whatever. And it's like, you know, I waited around and it's basically an extra, almost, it's not quite a hundred bucks extra, but like almost a hundred bucks extra because I waited around
1: until the podcast for you guys. Oops. Oops. Iron Man's are spendy. Oh my gosh. It's ridiculous. But now... You have a carrot out there yeah, for next now, year. Now it's time to train. I it guess. might the push day. your
3: training a little bit more. When, when we press stop on this podcast, it's like, go get on the bike. It's time to ride. <laughs> go ride. Uh, and Evan Price was talking about doing it, so um, we can all send him a comment or encourage him to join me in misery if he wants to try on his first full Ironman distance race. So. And, and you then say
1: Ironman Canada?
3: Ironman Canada. Whistler. Yeah. Whistler. Whistler. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep. It's yep, typically right. like the end of July, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, they just had that.
1: That's yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So they, they do like,
3: the race and they open it up for the next week. Yeah. The next the next week they open it up the registration stuff. So. Yep.
4: It was the day after the race I put on. That's how I remembered.
3: Oh yeah yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we'll see. We'll get uh, maybe get anyone that wants to join in the misery, uh, absolutely sign up and let us know and we'll
2: do some training. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My one last thing I said earlier, try something new. Cyclocross is coming up, folks. Try it. Um, If you're here local in the, uh, you know, Camas, Vancouver, Portland area, we have our Wednesday
1: night cyclocross practices. I think, Lance, you've been, have you gone to those yet? I went to the first one. How'd it go? Uh, It was always a good time. You learn some skills. We practice some barriers. We practice some tight turns. You do... A little bit of um, lactate threshold work, yeah. and yeah, they're they're always they're they're I good. Didn't, I didn't even realize you guys had started those practices. Wednesday yeah. nights. Wednesday yeah. nights. Yeah, That's cool.
2: I think this uh, coming Wednesday, when this podcast come out comes out, will be the third one of um, third one. Yeah. wow. and they will. Um, Run those all the way up until the start of the, the GP, the, the Grand Prix Yeah, years. which is
1: in the beginning of uh, September. September. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So
2: David Douglas will be the first race. So we've got about, what, three or four of them still to go. So if you are in the area and you're looking for something fun to do, come on out. They're free. They're fun. And yeah, it's a great they're that's friends. a great way to learn, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that is No pressure. Uh, and yeah. Even if you don't want to race, just come out and try it. You never know. You might fall in love with a different bike that will take you on some different adventures. Yeah. yeah. Can't complain about that, right? Yeah. That's so a good point. That is about it for me. And I think that's a, a wrap for the uh, the podcast today. All right. Yeah, we didn't go too long. So I'll try and shut up here. I won't ramble on, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, justin, thank you so much for joining us again.
4: Yeah, happy to come out. And if you guys, uh, if anybody's interested to in know more about uh, the ODZ Club, check out teamodz.com or you can reach me directly at justin at teamodz.com via email.
2: So. Yeah, ODC is doing some good stuff. We uh, we we like them and appreciate them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, Matt, thank you for coming. My Congratulations pleasure. on your uh, your Ironman Canada entry sign up. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean, you know, I should be congratulated and and, and awarded. Just you know, when you hit that button, <laughs> you do a lot of work. It's a lot of finger work pressing the button to get that done. <laughs> well, no, it's
2: going to be fun to to keep tabs Drink. on you over the next year and sure. watch you kind of transform yourself back into this Ironman beast again. Uh, <sighs> it's gonna it's gonna hurt. Yeah, you get yeah. a goal time.
3: Uh, no, finish. I mean I think it's gonna be hard because of the, the Hilly course. So
2: Captain Modesty over here. Yeah, no,
3: I F. mean I will I'll, I'll I'll adjust the goals according to training once I get rolling and I'll be happy to share whatever, you know, whatever people want to know. You know, I'm an open book. So. Nine ten. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah,
2: finish at nine ten at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lance! Thank you for joining us again, and congratulations on this past week and that trophy. and thank you. all yeah. the, the great things. And I will you continue to
1: wear my my medal, which is yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank
0: you.
2: And next time uh, we talk, hopefully I'll be able to make this next week. We'll make it happen. I'm sure. Um, I'll have a new shoulder. So fun. A new, brand new, <laughs> shiny new shoulder.
0: Ooh.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna win a neon wrestling contest, but it's all good. All right, everybody, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye for now.